Good day, everyone. This is Sean Buchanan with the Student Success It's As Easy As TLC podcast, uh, sponsored by nobody. We do not have a sponsor for the podcast. We're just here to bring you some good times. This again is Sean Buchanan with SeanBuchananSolutions.com. If you're looking for a speaker to provide you with perhaps uh, uh, some motivation for your group, some inspiration, uh, perhaps even some perspiration. I'm just kidding. I like those Asian words. Um, we invite you to go to SeanBuchananSolutions.com, click on the speaking tab, click on the contact tab, just click on tab. It doesn't matter. And, and we'll set up a game-changing event for you and your crew. Uh, happy that you took some time out of your day today to join us again on the Student Success It's As Easy As TLC podcast. Uh, Things are going to be a little different today than what we would normally do on the podcast just because of the awesomeness that is on the podcast today. Uh, We have with us, coming all the way to us from Atlanta, Georgia, we have The Good Doctor. That's going to be the name here, The Good Doctor, right? Uh, Dr. (laughs) Renee Heiberger, who is an academic coach for the Cobb County School District. So, Renee, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thank you for inviting me. I'm so happy to be here with you. Of course. Come on. Are you kidding me? Of course. We're just absolutely thrilled that you're taking some time out of your day to be with us on the podcast today. And, you know, I was, I always looking for, I'm always looking for guests to be on the podcast who uh, are student uh, teacher focused folks. You know, education to me is all about the people as, as you know. And, and so uh, uh, when I was thinking about upcoming guests, uh, your name is definitely one that I had in my mind. So what, uh, for the folks who don't know who you are, what is, what is our, uh, origin story, so to speak? How, how did we cross paths? So I actually met you last summer at a conference in Orlando, Florida. You were one of the speakers, the guest speakers, and I went to your session and it, just it was amazing. I was able to identify and knew immediately that um, I needed to get to know you better. And so afterwards with uh, the staff that I was there with, we went all came up and we talked to you and, and got to know you. And that's kind of how our paths crossed was at the model schools conference. Absolutely. So I remember that. And after we chatted, you know, it was like, man, this is a, this is a person who gets it, you know, in, in the, in the education field and you've been doing great work. Uh, ever since. And that's some of the things we'll be talking about today uh, as I got to know you after that conference. Um, some great things that are happening down in your neck of the woods, and and you're also doing some pretty incredible work for teachers. And that's why I say this episode probably going to be a little different from, from what uh, some people have come to expect. Uh, but this is this is one for the teachers, man. I'm telling you, this is all about you guys. We we're We're showing you love today. We've got you know, Renee's humble, but she's becoming very quickly an expert in this field that we're going to be talking about something that really applies uh, this idea that teachers are burning out. Okay. And so we're really gonna, excited to have her with us today to, to dig into some of these topics. So Renee, before we get into some of that stuff, let's just get a little bit more information from you on who you are, right? So what's your background and, and, and how did you, how did we get to this point? 
Absolutely. Uh, so I'm in my 23rd year as an educator. I started out in Tennessee. That's where I was born and raised. I taught there for eight years and then I got married and moved to Georgia. I became an academic coach for the district. It was called uh, the role was called an area lead teacher. And I served in that role for one year. And then when the economy kind of hit back in, um, took a hit back in 2009, the, and the role uh, dissolved and I was placed into an elementary school setting, which I had never done before. I had previously taught sixth grade science and social studies. So I got put in fourth grade teaching all the subjects, uh, not really feeling uh, equipped, so to speak, at first, and kind of had to find my way there for a while, and then moved into another role five years later as an EIP teacher, um, early intervention program that we have here in Georgia, where I worked with small groups of students who were struggling, and I also uh, became the tier two coordinator for RTI. And then the last two years, I've served as the academic coach in that same school setting. So I've been, I feel like I've done quite a few um, um, different jobs, so to speak, within the education experience, but all of them have really uh, allowed me to see education from different perspectives, which has been very rewarding for me. Wow, man, just loving it, loving it. Again, happy to have you here on the podcast today. Uh, again, folks visiting with the good doctor, Dr. Heiberger. Uh, on the student success, it's as easy as TLC podcast. So, you know, as we start talking a little bit about uh, this phenomenon that is occurring, uh, this teacher burnout phenomenon, uh, are, is this something that you guys are seeing at a, at a pretty high clip down where you're at? Uh, it's definitely something we see here in Oklahoma. Absolutely. So um, part of my experience led me to um, actually going into the whole thought and process of teacher burnout. And it allowed me to write my dissertation on it. And so that began, thus began my whole uh, side business, so to speak, of speaking on it to teachers and really having a role or wanting to step into a role of helping teachers. That really became my passion. Um, about three years in to my speaking or to my teaching, rather, I realized that this glamorous life of teaching that I had perceived when I graduated from college and thought I was going to just completely change lives, which I still did, it, it, but it became uh, dim and there became situations where I would go home and I would start to feel feelings of stress and burnout. And I realized I was going down a path that I quickly uh, it, it happened overnight. It, it, you know, it's sometimes it's very subtle, but then by the time the realization happens, you realize that you're knee deep in it. And so I, I, I just decided that I was going to try and take a path down a, a different direction on the side to start doing research and figuring out how could I overcome it. And through that process, I met my friend, Vanessa Hardaway, who you will be able to, um, I know that you're going to be able to talk to on a different podcast, but Vanessa and I started speaking, uh, on the side and just trying to really motivate teachers and trying to help them because the, the reality is that we are in a very tough time uh, as far as teacher burnout goes. And the statistics are telling us that it's actually getting even worse since COVID. And the studies have shown that um, there's, they just did a poll recently that between January 9th and February 23rd of this year, with 1,300 teachers, and it painted a, a delusioned, exhausted workforce. 
And that's what I'm seeing down here. And I'm hearing from friends that teach in different parts of the country that um, a lot of teachers are saying they actually wouldn't even advise their younger self to pursue a career in teaching, which is a very sad state. And so um, the teacher's overall well-being is taking a hit. And that's that's what we're seeing here as well. Wow. That's what well, I, I sure hate to hear that. It's something that I hate to see in our state as well. Um, and it's something, have you found that the causes of this phenomenon this, are, are pretty varied? Would you agree with that? So they are varied. And absolutely, I would agree with that. I also think that a lot of the times the causes are not what typically you would think. Like you would think, oh, teachers don't get paid enough. So that's why, you know, they're quitting. But that's actually... Um, not the main reason that they're quitting. They are experiencing such high levels of stress. And um, even in the study that I mentioned earlier, they're saying that 58% had more mental health stress due to levels that they were um, dealing with on a whole, it was, it's like a whole nother level uh, than previously experienced. And so there, there's a new word that's emerged from it all. It's called quiet quitting where they are just uh, turning in their resignation, they're two weeks in the middle of the year, or they're just deciding after the school year, I'm not coming back. And the most interesting thing to me is that studies have found that along with air traffic controllers and surgeons, education is rated as one of the most uh, stressful professions. In fact, the only people who make more decisions per hour than teachers are air traffic controllers. So when you think about that, the mental exhaustion that goes along with that, that teachers are coming home to, the reality is, is that the health of the teacher impacts the health of a school and it causes a ripple effect of teacher exhaustion that could actually damage our educational system for years to come if we don't do something about it now. Wow. Oh my gosh. So this is the student success. It's as easy as TLC podcast. Uh, Sean Buchanan here with you with the good doctor, Dr. Heiberger, as we're talking about some of these issues that we're all facing. And I think any educator, and I mean, we'll have people from coast to coast listening to this. We have, we have listeners in other countries. This is a real thing that teachers are dealing with. And so uh, as we hear about the depth of these problems, and I think one of the things you said really too, that was fascinating is that it's not always the money. Okay. It, you know, the pay would be nice having these folks who are, professionals, you know, compensated as such is always uh, something that's nice, uh, but that's not always the issue. So what can we do? Like you said, if we don't do something, man, we're, we're, we face some dire situations. What, what can be done? So that's, that is the number one question that I feel like needs to be definitely discussed and talked about. But I, I will say that to begin with, um, it's, it's, I've read the quote, it, a problem identified is a problem half solved. And so a lot of times it's just not only that you can't see the solution, it's that you need to identify, you need to internally check yourself and you need to know what triggers, burnout triggers, so to speak, to look for. Um, I think the first thing that we have to recognize is that our teacher confidence in our calling is plummeting. You know, I think back to my own life as a child, I knew in the second grade that I wanted to be a teacher. And um, my first grade teacher was phenomenal. I actually was able to go back. She was still teaching in my elementary school and I was able to go back in college and do my student teaching with her. And I will never forget 
the way that she made those students feel and the things that she, she, she had a, you just knew that she had a calling on her life. And so I think that a lot of times teachers forget that calling you get, you get into this, this five alarm fire level situation where everything, the burnout phase is really serious. And you, you, I mean, you just get, it's becomes chronic stress. Um, I think that the first thing, though, is to identify it. So psychology today defines burnout as a state of chronic stress that leads to physical and emotional exhaustion, cynicism, detachment, and feelings of ineffectiveness and lack of accomplishment. But the good thing is you don't have to end up like this. So I know that you have quite a a wide variety of audience on your podcast, and I've enjoyed listening to to several of your podcasts that I've I've gotten to hear. And I know that you have some administrators that um, tune in. And so I kind of, one of the things I want to start with just briefly is to talk to administrators, because I feel like it really comes from the top down a lot of times. And a with teaching, you know, the funny thing is teachers don't really expect a whole lot, but they just want to feel valued. So one of the books that I have read that has been so helpful for me, just in, in, even in the academic coaching role is, uh, if you don't feed the teachers, they eat the students. And it's a funny title and it's a great, it's an easy read, but it has many ideas and ways to just help teachers feel valued. It doesn't have to be anything big. It can be showing up in their classroom and and just, you know, coming in not for a gotcha, not for an observation, just for a, hey, want to see the cool things that were happening in your classroom today, and then leaving a note. I had an administrator one time who did this. He would come in my classroom, not just me, all the, all the teachers in the building, and he would kind of show up. And then the next day I would have a note in my mailbox that just said, hey, love what I see in the classroom. You're doing a fabulous job. And that was when I first started teaching elementary school. And I really was struggling as a teacher. Um, I had at that point, I'd already uh, received my doctoral degree. So I was Dr. Heiberger and I will never forget the first day teaching fourth grade. I messed up on a subtraction problem because I had not taught math previously. And one of the kids in the front row leaned over to his, his little buddy and said, this is amazing. We're all smarter than the teacher. And I remember thinking like, yep, yep, you are. I just felt so insecure at that time and that moment in my life. And having that affirmation from my principal really made a big difference and built my confidence back up in my calling because I was questioning everything at that point. And so I think that just having being able to bring it, I mean, go walk around with a cart, have some goodies on it with some snacks or a t-shirt or something to say, Hey, we appreciate what you're doing. Here's a, here's some, pick out some snacks that you like. Teachers don't need a whole lot, but they need to feel valued and appreciated. And so I think that that, if I had any advice for administrators to help teachers with overall, with the, just the, the school climate, it would be make them feel valued and appreciated and they will work as hard as they need to for you. But moving into the role of teachers, there are several ways to deal with burnout. And a lot of it, to me, um, really goes to how grounded are the teachers. So one of the things that I've got, I've been able to see in my role, I'm out in the school building a lot as an academic coach. I go into a lot of classrooms. I've walked a lot of buildings uh, within the district, and, and I've been able to see other classrooms and other schools. And just my experience, I see a dichotomy between teachers that teachers that handle stress really well and the teachers that don't handle stress really well. And so it's that 
uh, strive or survive. It's the teachers that are, are constantly, hey, they're taking those stresses that come on a daily basis and they're able to handle them. They take them as they come. And then you have the teachers that are barely hanging on. They're just in survival mode. And a lot of times, the ones that I see that are able to handle it, even though they have stressful situations, because I mean, I don't care what grade you teach. I don't care what districts you're in. You are going to feel the stress and you're going to feel a lot of the things that I think even more so we're feeling now um, in the aftermath of COVID, just with students being behind and feeling that pressure to get them caught up and those types of things. But it's it's staying grounded and staying in touch with friends and family and outside, even at work, having that those finding those professional you know relationships that you can trust people and you can vent to. Um, but then finding people outside of the school building that you can just connect with and staying connected. Teaching can be such an isolated profession sometimes. And so sometimes you tend to go into your classroom, you shut the door, you teach all day, and then you go home at night and you go back and do it all over again. And so teachers need to, to develop a support system. And then another thing is just to analyze the situation. You know, if it's just a bad day and you can say, hey, this too is going to pass, this will then move it on. But if it becomes days turning into weeks and you feel completely overwhelmed, then it's time to do some self-reflecting and figure out what are those burnout triggers that are causing my burnout? Is it something with my classroom management? Is it behavior management? Um, is it something that's happening with a, with a teammate? Just being able to um, figure out where you are before you hit flatline status and need CPR, then I think that's a big piece to the puzzle because you can, once you figure out what is causing the trigger, then you can figure out the plan to, to deal with it and kind of overcome it. And then another thing I have to talk about today is trying something new. So you know, rituals and routines are so important in the classroom for our students. We, you need to develop that. Students need that. But there is also a danger of redundancy for the teacher. So if you're just doing the same thing over and over again, and you've been in the same grade for years, and you're in the same classroom or the same school, sometimes it might be a sign that you need to troubleshoot something and you need to kind of take a step back and look at your, your own um, way or your methods Maybe you need to read the TLC book and get some new ideas for behavior management, or maybe you need to attend a conference or even virtually, or just read a book. One of the best things that I did too, I remember, is just going into another classroom and observing another teacher within the school building. It doesn't have to be anything that, that takes a lot of, of your time or, or money. It could be something as simple as, hey, I just need to be refreshed. I need to get some new ideas. I need to talk to an academic coach. I need to try something new. I need to, um, you know, do something that's going to kind of refresh my love for teaching, so to speak. And if that means changing grade levels or, or saying, hey, maybe I need to, you know, go to a different school because things are just not, not what I'm, what I thought they were going to be here. Recognizing those things and trying something new is so helpful. And then also asking for help when you need it. As teachers, we are service, it's a service profession. We are always giving of ourselves, our time. And so many times we, we get to where we don't recognize, we don't even realize that we are so busy being everyone else's anchor, we're actually drowning ourselves. And so asking for help when you need it, watching and recognizing, hey, I'm really tired, I'm fatigued, I'm, in, I'm discouraged. Um, I need, I need something for myself too. And stepping back and taking those mental health days or just smiling and, and laughing and going and taking a night off and watching a movie that's funny or makes you laugh. Those are simple things that are so practical, but yet 
as teachers, we don't do those things for ourselves. And so I think that those are some really, really good tips that could help teachers um, and, and just really help, you know, overall. But I think that a lot of times we don't, we don't take care of ourselves first. And so we don't recognize it. And before you know it, you're deep within the whole muck and mire of it. And you realize, oh my goodness, I'm so far deep. I don't know how to get myself out. Yeah, beautiful perspectives. Doctor, the good doctor has brought the, my gosh, what they say, carry a big stick. She brought the big stick today. She is dropping the knowledge on you guys on the student success. It's as easy as TLC podcast. Listen, there were so many good points here. I'm so happy that the podcast is available uh, on Spotify and it's available on Apple so that people can run that back. You will need to take some time, teachers. Hear me. You will need to take some time and unpack that answer because there were so many good, powerful perspectives there that are going to change the game for you. Thank you so much for dropping this knowledge on our teachers, our educators. This is just the kind of message that they need to hear. Uh, I really enjoyed this point too that uh, you brought out that, um, you know, the teacher's well-being affects the student and their well-being. Uh, and, and for me, that is something that's very important to focus on. As you know, I'm very much a student-focused educator. Uh, my mantras, right? What's best, what's, what, what, what's good for the kids, right? That's what we're going to do here is what's good for the kids. But if the teacher is not the best version of themselves, that's not good for the kids, right? So educators, as you listen to the podcast, please be willing to, to listen to that portion of our discussion. Again, so many good points there. Thank you for sharing us, sharing with us that. Do you have any final words here? Like, man, I think, if, you know, it, how do you summarize something like this? What's the most important thing for these folks to do? Like, what are your thoughts here as we begin to perhaps wrap up a little bit? But, but, the most, uh, the, the biggest takeaway here, what, what do you want in our educators to hear? Well, I, I think that a lot of it just, it, it, I think it goes back to taking care of yourself, um, first, as you mentioned. And, um, I think that as teachers, they, you know, you don't, we don't realize how much sleep helps us. I know that sounds, I mean, it's not somewhere you would think that I would go with first, but we're told that teachers get an estimated four and a half hours of sleep every night. Four and a half hours is not enough time for your body to reset. And what's so interesting about that is that the same hormone that tells your body that it's tired is the same hormone that tells your body that it's hungry. So when you're tired, you tend to eat more and you don't have time to fix meals or cook things for yourself or eat healthy. And so we get run down and we get exhausted. And so I think that if I had a lasting tips for teachers, it would be number one, be aware of your feelings and where, how you're feeling, as I mentioned earlier. And then my dad says, wherever you are, be there. So when you are at school, I mean, I walk into that building and give it a hundred percent, do the best that you can at that school. 
I know that it's hard. There are things that happen outside of school that make it so difficult to put your mind into that classroom. Um, but you know what? As you mentioned, those students, they don't know what you're dealing with outside the classroom. They, they just know that they're there and they are showing up because they want they want to see what difference you're going to make in their lives. And it reminds me of a, a story, a quick story about when Vanessa and I first started speaking, we spoke at a university and there was a lady who came up to us at the end of our session. And she said, I, I didn't realize what an impact that I was making on the students until they had it. They did a skit. It was a high school and they did a skit and they all impersonated the teachers. And she said that when they got up to impersonate her, they were sarcastic. They were nasty. They were mean. They were like really making fun of other people. And she said when they, she saw that that was their perception of her. She realized in that moment that that's what they thought of her. That was their lasting thoughts on who she was as a teacher. And she came up to us at the end and she told us that story. And she said, I realize after hearing you guys today that it's never too late to be who you might've been. And so that's the thing that I want to say is that it is never too late to change. You know, we only remember two types of teachers. We remember the really good ones from our own personal life, and we remember the really bad ones. And so you can make a decision, hey, today is going to be the day I'm going to, I'm going to turn it around. I'm going to start taking time for me. I'm going to do simple things that I like. I'm going to go for a walk, get outside, get, get, get some, you know, breathe outside air, take your Claritin first. Cause right now we're going through some major pollen down here in Georgia, but <laughs> take some time, take some time off for yourself and rekindle your passion for teaching and just do things that you like to do. But in the same manner that you go to school and you give it hundred percent, when you walk out of that building, wherever you are, be there. So go home and focus on being at home. Do things that you know to do. It's all going to get done. All of it is going to get finished. All of your to-do list will get done eventually. You'll be able to wrap it up at the end of this year in May and tie a little bow on it and walk away for a couple months in the summer. But just allow yourself those moments to really slow your pace down when you need to take a rest and just remember there's a reason why I did this and rekindle your passion for teaching. Wow, man. Thank you so much. Renee Heiberger is here with us, the good doctor. What a beautiful perspective. You know, I feel like uh, this information is something that all of our educators benefit from when, when they have the opportunity to have these conversations. If people want more information like this that kind of serves to refresh them, pick them up. Well, the first thing they're going to do is they're going to go to SeanBuchananSolutions.com, right? And if he's not available, where can they? No, I'm kidding. Hey, that was funny. That was funny. I'm sorry. That was funny. I'm kidding. People, listen, We're fr it's okay. I was a joke. Okay. It was a joke. It's okay. Um, no, where can people go? To get more information like this. Absolutely. So Vanessa and I, as I mentioned earlier, Vanessa and I speak together uh, regularly and we have a website beatingburnout.org. And so they can go to our website. There's a contact us uh, page on there, as well as our services that are offered and just a little video clip kind of showing who we are. And um, we also are on Twitter and um, our, all of that contact information is linked right there. So that's probably the easiest place is just to go to beatingburnout.org. And then click on the contact us and you can get to our Twitter. You can reach us via email. 
And we would love, absolutely love any opportunity that arises um, for us to, to be able to share and present and just share with teachers our heart and our passion to help teachers overcome stress and burnout in the classroom. Oh, man. Dr. Renee Heiberger, thank you so much for be, being here with us today. Folks, if you want to get more information, uh, hear more discussions of this type, go to beatingburnout.org. Uh, reach out. Uh, let let Renee and her and her team here help you uh, reset some things for uh, your staff. Uh, if, again, Sean Buchanan is not available. No, I'm kidding. Stop. Okay. No, I'm kidding. That's that's fantastic. Thank you so much for taking some time out of your day to be here with me and our listeners. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. It's such an honor to be on here with you. Uh, no problem. Hey, well, folks, that's going to wrap us up for today. This was the Student Success It's As Easy As TLC podcast, sponsored by nobody. Uh, if you want to uh, reach out, you can go to SeanBuchananSolutions.com, click on the speaking tab, click on the contact tab. Let's set up a game-changing experience for you and your crew. Uh, teachers, Hit rewind and play this episode again. Bookmark this episode. This one is just for you. Uh, actually, it's not just for you, uh, administrators. This is something we can learn from as well, right? Uh, we need to support our folks to the best of our ability. So many great perspectives. Give this thing another listen. Always remember, you can like, subscribe to the podcast here, uh, wherever you find podcasts. Thank you so much for being with us today, and we hope that we can catch you guys the next time.